What is it? A whiskey? Samuel Smith? Yeah, it's the bourbon. It's uh, Steve Grant. Oh no, not Samuel Smith. Samuel Grant. <laughs> Samuel. Gr- oh, Samuel Grant. I'm like, what's what's? what's... <laughs> I think Sam. Sam Smith, Smith has got a. I think Sam Smith is a person I know. Oh, girlfriend. Well, he's also a musician. <laughs> yes. All right. Well, I'm gonna. Um, I'm drinking Guinness because it's the greatest beer ever made, uh-huh. and uh, I just finished my first one. So I'm going to grab a second one. I'll be right back. It's in my upstairs fridge, so we'll okay. take a minute. Among Wolves, we'll be back in just a moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, hey, hey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I say. Well, well, well. My, my, my. Well, well, well. Let's take a ride. And now we return to Among Wolves. And when I get my Guinness, I always uh, um, I get it in the can because that cool little widget thing. Yeah, I, I've that's one I will always get in the can. I've seen some of the bottles had it for a while. They tried to do a widgety thing, and it just didn't work as well. Yeah, well, this works fantastic. When I was working at Trader Joe's as a young lad, I would buy Guinness in the bottle, and it was just Guinness in the bottle. I don't even right. know if you could buy it like that anymore. Guinness in a bottle, yeah. like a glass bottle. Yeah. Yeah, you can buy Guinness oh. in a glass bottle. Yeah, is there anything? I was in actually there? Guinness in a glass bottle for for a long time um, because all my other drinks were in a glass bottle, and you actually gave me my first Guinness in a can. Oh, well, that's how cool I am. Yeah, <laughs> and I was like, oh my goodness, this is this is closer to Guinness on tap than anything else. Yeah, the Guinness in the bottles I used to buy, and it's just Guinness in the bottle with no widget or no nothing. They, exactly. I think they do have widgety things now, but not as good, and they yeah. were. It was kind of lame, so I would I would not buy it very often. I, I started to, and I was like, yeah, I don't think I'm going to do this anymore. But back to the thing. Uh, real quick with the COVID stuff. it's Okay, so Neil's really quickly about the coronavirus uh, conversation ended up being about a two-hour conversation between him and I. And so rather than having another really long conversation about coronavirus, which I think we're all sick of hearing about, um, I went ahead and I took the best parts of it, the dramatic parts of it, the funny parts of it, and I kind of streamed it all together so you guys can get an idea of some of the things that we might have talked about. Okay. <laughs> I don't have any of I can't I can't there's nowhere in this house that I can hide from anybody, not even in the bathroom, I'll get fingers under the door or something like that, you know. And I'd play Bible yeah. Pictionary with people and I'd draw stuff like the loaves and the fishes and stuff for them to guess. Or circumcision. But... Yeah, Star Trek Four is the best one. <laughs> That's your mom's favorite one. This whole thing's a hot mess. Right. And everybody is apparently an expert or <laughs> They all say everybody else is stupid. Yep. Just mathematically in time, I don't think that that's going to be feasible. It's kind of like the chicken pox. <laughs> How fat am I? Do I have the COVID? Or am I just out of breath because I went upstairs? Is, and if nobody's concern. going to work, how are they paying income taxes? Yeah. Everybody is dumb. Ooh, how essential is a haircut? Well, it's pretty effing essential for the barber. I'm Jesus. Like You're not Jesus. Whatever my circumstance is, what's my mission? What if this was the plague that was going to kill out humanity if we came in contact with each other ever again? You know, like... <coughs> Sorry, that's not COVID. Issues in old and throw them in, 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 in Concentration the Concentration camp, I mean... And that's why we don't have toilet right. paper. The thing that I love about COVID... If you were a white belt and you're not wearing, like, white pants, no. You're... All right, I got to hit pause real quick so I can pee. See, I told you. 
Uh, okay, so the, what we did for the rest of this stuff is we are talking about the sa- sanctifying the temporal realm is what we're going to be calling this 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 little piece here. So after all of that, Neil and I talked about Frozen. We talked about um, Disney Plus. We talked about Frozen Two and how crappy it was, and he kind of did it in two parts. So there's part where the sound changes, but that's because you know we stopped recording, we started recording again. We talked about modernism and how we read into things. We talked about how. Uh, sometimes it's appropriate to li- live history, so it's, it's kind of just a hodgepodge of some other stuff that's just fun, because sometimes we need that. And so I guys, I hope you guys enjoy this one. Um, find us on social media if you haven't already. It's um, Among Wolves Pod on Instagram or Facebook. Uh, review us on iTunes. Write a little, uh, write a little something that give us five stars. Let us know what you like. Hit us up. Let us know what you'd like us to talk about and help how we can encourage you during this hot mess of a time. Uh, God bless you. Know that we're pl- we're praying for you, and uh, we hope that we can all come out of this soon. Oh yeah, oh, that was fun. Oh, I saw half of Frozen too. Did you? Yeah, we. What'd you think? Well, first of all, Lisa's like, "Hey, we should watch Frozen 2. and I'm like, "Yeah, that's my whole thing. Like, I have access to Disney Plus, and I want to watch stuff, and I'm tired of watching like Housewives or something." Or flipping through the TV, like, going, oh, we should watch something. So, finally she said it. So, we watched, not until the castle was still on the screen, and Lisa's like, so wait, what happened? <laughs> like, what did Anna do? And this, oh, no. and that, and then, like, she and her mom, like, my mom and I were like, no, no, that's what happened. No, don't you... I said, do you just want to put Frozen on? And she's like, all right. So we watched Frozen the other day. I think That's on Sunday. Funny. So we watched it. And then then we watched It's still pretty good. There's yeah. some parts that I think are dumb, but yeah, I, I yeah, don't like not... the trolls. Right, right. It's not near as good as the first one. No, no, no. I'm but talking it... about the first one. I still oh, don't, the first one? I still don't oh, like yeah. the trolls. Nobody likes the trolls. Yeah, the, the trolls don't make any sense. The trolls. Well, see, but the trolls do make sense to a point where it's like, it is this very Scandinavian thing. The troll is part oh, of their myth. Yeah, and I mean, I even remember the ride at Epcot Center, the Maelstrom in the Norway Pavilion. They had trolls in it. You know? Oh, neat. So I'm like, that's cool. But, the, you know, the fact that some boy lives by himself and still, you know, cuts yeah. ice and all these dudes just sense. ignore him and they don't go, hey, you should have parents. Yeah. So then. There was a- there was a parody spoof of that where I think it was um, uh, how it should have ended. Does this um, dubs version oh, where they uh, did a dubs? Yeah, of, with the lips. Uh, yeah, <laughs> they did a dubs of Frozen, and they're like, "Hey, where's that kid's parents?" And he says, "Not mine, not my problem. Yeah, <laughs> not see, my kid, not my problem." That's that's the only <laughs> way I think it, it, it's you know because I'm like, uh, don't they have parents? And then I understand that part mm-hmm. where the the trolls like, "I'm gonna keep you." Well, yeah, like that's called kidnapping. Yeah, kind of. But I guess if you got no, <laughs> yeah. So that the song, that's the worst song, the whole soundtrack, and it all is. that stuff. But okay, so enough of that, and all the stuff that you know the parents being the way they are, and that's why the how it should have ended was cool, because yeah. they end up dropping Elsa off at the Xavier School, and she comes as one of the awesome. X Men, and I don't know what Iceman's doing if she's there, but <laughs> but so. uh <sighs> But then, so then, you know, we then the next day we start watching Frozen 2, and we get about halfway through, and then Henry um, needed to be put put to bed or something, so Lisa went upstairs for like 20 minutes, 
and then I flipped on 101 Dalmatians, which I only watched about 40 minutes of before with Robert, and then Cruella DeVille kind of scared him. So scared, he said, he yeah, did. she's scary in that movie. I guess so. Like, Lisa's like, yeah. she's going to scare him. I'm like, she's not going to scare him. No. And then, so I, watched, I legit remember being scared of that as a kid. Oh, me? I don't remember that. <laughs> I wasn't. And I remember watching it when I was about seven, so... Because it came in theaters around then, you know, when they used to re- re-release them in theaters. And right. and so when I was watching it, you know, and then she was on and he was okay with it. Then when she came back, he's like, I don't like that lady. Yeah. <laughs> and then he's like, I remember. I'm scared. <laughs> so yeah. I turned it off. Yeah, I remember vividly watching it in the drive-thru. Like, my family took us to the drive-thru to watch it. I don't know what, I don't know if... If it was at the same time that you watched it, I had to have been like four or five. This has to be like one of my first memories as a person. Uh, yeah, because I think the re-release is in '86. Okay. So. Okay. So, yeah, you would have been, been like three. three. I would have been like three <laughs> well, in '86. Well, I remember vividly watching at the drive-through this this movie and being utterly terrified. I don't know if there was another re-release in the drive-through or whatever for the the community that we were at. Maybe I was. I, I can't remember. Was I can't it on the base? <laughs> yeah, it was probably on base. Yeah. And so so it was probably just a random drive through when I was like seven or, or I don't remember. But uh, I remember when you being get terrified. things like four years later. Exactly. And like, this is the scariest movie I've ever seen. That movie scared me, and then um, Sleeping Beauty scared the crap out of me as a kid. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, so he didn't want to watch it, so I stopped it and it's been hey you're still watching this so i watched it while she was up there so we missed half of you know and we still haven't watched the rest so because it's pretty good how far did you get um crap was the last part i the the part that matters is i did see the the band the power ballad Oh, the uh, with Kristoff? Yes, and and, yeah. <laughs> and I'm sitting there watching it, and I'm like, "What's going on?" Oh yeah, David told me about this. It's the best. This is actually awesome. <laughs> yeah, it is the best part of the movie, and it's not for any of the kids. That's all for your parents. Yeah, I know. I'm That's like, even a little old for so you and good. me. <laughs> it is, but it's so good. The soundtrack uh, is superior, far superior to the first to the first one. They were just trying. I think they were trying so hard to get something like they had with "Let It Go," mm-hmm. and and uh, so every song is is beautifully done. Um, but I don't I don't care for the plot or the movie itself. It's well, not so far. Not I'm okay great. with it. Yeah. But the "Into the Unknown" song is pretty good, but it doesn't didn't blow the doors off that I thought it was going no. to. No, yeah. And oh. there's there's another song at the end that's. Uh, um, that's better. Oh, 1985 um, is the re-release of 109 Dalmatians. So. Oh, yeah. Then it had to have been like a random on-base showing because I would have been like two. Yeah, because 1991 is the next one and you would have been too old by then. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> unless unless I was embarrassingly scared at that yeah, age. Well, Which that's possible, so I don't remember. Yeah. But into the so. unknown. Oh, but real quick, my favorite part of the first half of Frozen 2 is when... Olaf is like C-3PO in the last movie. Yes. And there's the part where he's like, I don't love you. You're not good enough for me. And I'm the bad guy. Guess what? I'm the bad guy. My kids do that all the time. (laughs) They're like, like, true love's kiss. And they're like, no, you're not worth it. Guess what? I'm the bad guy. But when the guy guy goes, what? (laughs) What? (laughs) 
I literally laughed so hard and I oh, rewound yeah, it so to watch it again. And Lisa's like, what's going on? Because that, that's my other big problem with Lisa watching movies is she's like, she's like, <laughs> she's like one eye on the movie, one eye on her phone. And I'm like, God, right, no wonder right, why you don't GB like too. anything. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but that is that is the best scene of the movie. That's uh yeah. What? That's uh <laughs> Yeah, stay stay for the end credit scene oh, because no, there, there's there's some good stuff for the end credits. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You can cut this and put this as its own thing. Neil's review of Frozen <laughs> I know, right? Two. <laughs> the Frozen 2, the Frozen 2 bonus discussion. Only so. only the first half. <laughs> Whenever Neil watches the second half, we'll do we'll, throw we'll do part two. If you want for, for those do, who are thirsty for you more, can do one of those teasers. <laughs> Neil's second half of Frozen Two. Okay, so this is what I thought, and it's like a three-minute episode <laughs> with the most downloads. And who's the reindeer? Hey, going back to the Disney Plus thing because we talked about that. I had Joel watch uh, the Great Mouse Detective. Oh, cool. I haven't seen that in forever. Oh man, he loved it. It was awesome. Oh. See, that's that was one of my favorite. I gotta do that. I gotta watch some of these things because I need to watch Black Cauldron. You know, because yeah. I saw that like when it first came out on VHS, and when it first came out on VHS, oh, I found this thing out too. <clears throat> I feel like uh, here's my thing, the theory. I don't know if we're gonna cut this to another show, but <clears throat> <laughs> here's the thing. I f- I watched a video on the Disney Vault, and. On how they did stuff. And apparently, one of the things they did with home video release is they didn't do home video release for new Disney films. They were doing them after the re-release Disney film. So if Cinderella came out in 1987 on a re-release, they had a VHS in 1988. Something like that. Right. Okay. So when Grant Mouse Detective comes out in 1986, they didn't have a VHS in 1987. They had a VHS in like 1991 or something like that. And so these newer films, i.e. Black Cauldron, Grant Mouse Detective, Oliver and Company, maybe even Fox and the Hound from 1981, didn't get video releases right after they came out. So you couldn't rent it or whatever. And then they changed all that with Little Mermaid in 1989. So everybody was able to get Little Mermaid, you know, that next year. And it was such a big deal because Little Mermaid was such a success. So they were like, hey, let's ride that out on the video train. And then they didn't do those ones before that until later. So... So I feel like those 80s Disney films kind of got a short strip, short strip, short strip, yeah, because of two reasons. One, well, one, if they're looking objectively, they're not as good as Little Mermaid and Aladdin and, yeah. and Beauty and no, the Beast. Were, yeah, that, those, it's called the Renaissance that for a That was the reason. golden years of Disney. Well, yeah. golden's a fifth. There's a whole, ask Manny, he'll know. But yeah, there's a, <laughs> there's a, there's a thing where you got your golden is your, uh, what's it called, your... And I still hear something. And then there's like the lesser years. I don't know what they want to call them. 
you know, as the late 60s through, like, oh, man. you know. I didn't know that was a thing. I just thought that that was, like, the heyday for me then my childhood, that those those films were, like, the Oh, no, but, but you got to think about the 70s and 80s are not the heyday. Right. You know, no. you know anything past Jungle Book, per se, you know, that would be the edge of the Silver Age, I guess, if you want to go from Cinderella to, like, Jungle Book. And then all your seven, your rescuers, your aristocrats, your right. aristocrats, your uh, Robin Hood, your yeah. you know, all that kind of stuff. You could see the qualities died down, and even yeah. the you know fox and the hound and stuff. It's just not as good. But you know, I still love uh, Robin Hood's one of my favorites. But I can see all its flaws. Yeah. And, but <clears throat> but you know, all that stuff went before. It got really good with Little Mermaid. Right. But back to my point with that is, so Little Mermaid comes out, and then you get it on VHS. And then a few years later, then you get Grace House Detective and Oliver and Company and Black Cauldron and uh, Fox and the Hound and stuff. And that's why I feel like if they had video release. Yeah, so riding on the water horse, she gets there, and she goes, copy of of Great Mouse Detective or something, you know what I mean? So I feel like you kind of got ripped off with that. Because, like, I saw Great Mouse Detective and Oliver and Company in the theater, and I think I might have seen them once since then. Right. And that's, what, 35 years ago? (laughs) Because Great Mouse Detective, Great Mouse Detective is awesome. Also, I I like The Rescuers, too, though. Oh, no, first of all, I like a lot of these films. Oh, yeah. And that's why you're like, it's gypped, because you didn't get to watch those. Yeah, like, I couldn't watch yeah. some of those as a kid. I could watch Rescuers, because it already re-released. I think I did watch Rescuers when I was little, little, in the theater. Now I'm going to have to look up their re-release schedule, too. I have watched The Rescuers Down Under long before I ever watched The Rescuers. Oh, I saw that, too. Yeah. I saw that in the theater, also. That was pretty good. It's also on Disney Plus. I think all of them are almost. Um, I don't know, almost all of. I, I had the um, the kids and GV watch. GV had never watched Sword in the Stone before. I love Sword in the Stone. Yeah, I tried good. to. Yeah, so we watched that. I put that on and one, the one of the bus trips I did without you. What was that? Oh yeah, was that Anaheim. Yeah, we we yeah, watched been, a few yeah. movies that aren't the standard ones because I said, here, I'm going to educate some of these kids. And then it was Sword <laughs> in the Stone, and one of the kids. Uh, I'll have to tell you later. And she was just like, do we have to watch this? Can we watch something else? And I'm like, come on, this is good. So we watched about half of it years ago and put it in the backyard. And he and Henry kind of sat in it. When I was a kid, like when I was a little kid, so this is probably like 1984, or five or something, and Disney Channel was out. And Disney Channel used to be awesome, and you used to have to pay for it, too, like HBO. And they had a Monday was Robin Hood, Tuesday was Alice in Wonderland, Thursday was uh, Sword of the Stone, something like that. And my parents recorded it all on one VHS, so we had those for, like, ever. You know, and that was like how you watch those three. So we watched those a lot because they, they, they aired on that. So, 
he was using it. Today was the spa day in the back. Let's see here. Da, 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 da. Ooh. It was re-released in 1983 with Mickey's Christmas Carol before it, the rescuers did. Oh, I love Mickey's Christmas Carol. It is so good. I watched that on Disney it's Plus, so too. Yeah. I have to tell people, like, you got to watch it. The song in the beginning is so good and all that. Mm-hmm. We used to watch that all the time because it was also on the Disney Channel. And, you know, it's from 1983. And it's also, you know, so we probably watched it in, like, 84 or something. that, Or 83's yeah. Christmas. I don't know. My parents recorded it. And, you know, we watched it a million yep. times. Yeah, we had that bad recording of it where it's all, With like, tracking. you know. You get, <laughs> yeah. yeah, the tracking. I see what you're doing. It's it. just... Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so oh yeah, and Disney's Mickey's Christmas Carol is also pretty cool because it's like a changing of the guard in a lot of the voices. And Oh, is it? I didn't yeah, realize it. I'm going to go deep nerd Disney nerd on you. But like <laughs> it's the first time like Wayne Alwyn, Alwyn does um Mickey's no voice. Okay, well. You had um <laughs> Mickey Mouse in the original cartoons was done by Walt Disney. And which I didn't realize is that, like, Walt Disney did it for, like, 20 years or something. I thought he probably did, like, the first two or something. No, no. He did it, like, all the time. So he oh, did yeah. all those old Mickey shorts and stuff. That's all Walt Disney. Then around the 50s, you know, when the, most of the cartoons involve Chip and Dale and Pluto and Humphrey the Bear, when Mickey Mouse is in it, where he has, like, eyebrows and stuff. And um, those are... Um, Jim McDonald, I think is the name. And he did, you know, a couple years of Mickey. And then they didn't really do Mickey stuff in, like, the 60s and 70s. Like, there's no Mickey credits. Like, they didn't do any cartoons. They didn't do any specials or anything like that. Then, like, 1983, they have Wayne Alwyn do... I think that's his name. Mickey Mouse. Yeah, Mickey Mouse. And he did it until his death, which was, like, the early 2000s, mid-2000s, late-2000s. Wow. Yeah. He died too young. And he did it forever. And then what's funny is Rosie Taylor did Minnie Mouse throughout the 80s and 90s and 2000s and stuff. She also did, like, Martin Prince from... She was married to the guy who did Mickey. So a married couple of Minnie and Mickey. And That's super cute. I didn't know that. And then she just passed away just recently, too. So no, I don't same. I don't know the new guy who's doing Mickey and the new girl who's doing Minnie. They're just recently well, guy that the recently doing Mickey's probably been over ten years, but or about ten years. Yeah. But so that's his first time doing it. And that's the last time um what's it called? Um not Tony Anzelmo, what's the original? Charles Nash did Donald Duck before Tony Anzelmo did it. You know, somebody's probably listening saying I'm butchering all these names. And <laughs> and um, so that's his last time. And he's done Donald Duck since like 1930. On one party or something, one political party. DuckTales and everything else. Twice Upon a Christmas and things like that. And God, I can't remember who did Goofy's voice. But the original guy is Pinto Cloving. And he stopped and he didn't do it in that pattern. Oh. Else did it in. I'm gonna look right now. In Mickey's Christmas Carol, and I was like, and I was like, oh, I didn't know that. And then 
I looked at, and then what's it called? When I watched it just recently at Christmas time, I'm like, ugh, that's the worst Goofy voice. Clothing. I didn't even notice. Yeah, Pinto Clothing died in the 60s. Hal Smith, that's who it is. Hal Smith did a lot of different voices and stuff, but, you know, like Pooh Bear stuff and things like that. Oh, he did Owl from Pooh Bear. He did other oh, stuff. Nice. He did a lot of, like, Scooby-Doo and Hanna-Barbera shit. So, have you ever seen that? Oh. People in the first performance of there. I think that's the first uh, Alan Young as Scrooge McDuck. Um, I think he did a, a record or something. I thought that that was the first appearance of Scrooge McDuck. He actually did other ones. I think there's one called Scrooge McDuck and Money or something, which was like a wonderful world of Disney. And, oh, okay. and he, he like taught you how currency works. Oh, but right. But to let that. you know, Scrooge McDuck was in the comic books. Right, I knew that, but I was like, the voice. Oh, okay, just like, um, you know, yeah, because a lot of people didn't know that, like, like, that was, like, there were Donald Duck comics, and there were Scrooge Donald McDuck Duck comics, right. comics, and those were all the um, um, four-color comics that Dell, no, I don't think Dell did those, but, you know, they, they had so many of those things. Who was the guy who did that? Right. Well, I had a, I had a Carl Banks. Donald, Donald Duck Carl Banks used to do all those comic books, and they were just big ones, and that's a lot of the... Uh, the DuckTales characters came from all those Scrooge McDuck comics, like Gyro, Gearloose, Mag- Magica, Dispel, all the Beagle Boys. All that stuff were from all those comic books. But I all learned them from, what's it called, DuckTales and stuff. DuckTales. Also, we had yeah. a set of encyclopedias. Oh, I think I gave those to Jen and Mike Arnott's kids. We had a bunch of Disney encyclopedias, i.e. like a... Uh, uh, Encyclopedia Britannica thing, where but a lot of them had certain themes to them, and in those themes, this book on South America, they would have, you know, like um, what's it called, Jose Carocha, uh, the parrot, what's his last uh, name from three the three caballeros from three, and yeah, he yeah, yeah. they'd have pictures of him doing all that kind of stuff. But then there were certain other ones where they had, like, Scrooge McDuck did, like, minerals and money or something like that, so it was themed. And then there were, like, indexes and stuff, and they had other characters that I'm like, I don't know who this dude is. And then watching DuckTales, I'm like, that's the guy! So, like, Gyro Gearloose <laughs> was in stuff, and then there was, like, the Blot, who was, like, you know, some Grim Reaper-looking guy, who I was, like, I th- I was fascinated with the way he looked in these old Carl Banks comics. But they put him in these encyclopedias, and I was like, who is this guy? Finally, there was a DuckTales version episode with him in it, voiced by Frank Walker. So, <laughs> You know, thinking of the uh, Christmas Carol of, of Mickey Mouse, the only one that, that maybe comes close to trumping that for me is the Muppets Christmas Carol. And that's probably just because of my affinity for Muppets. But I love the Muppets Christmas Carol. But Muppets Christmas Carol is a good film. Yeah, It's it good anyway, like... I, I think originally I didn't want to like it because it's post-Jim Henson and stuff. But, yeah. I mean, I don't know how many times my sister and I will go, oh, my jelly beans, because that's what Rizzo says when he goes <laughs> through the bars. And then Gonzo goes, you can fit through those bars. Yeah. Because he he <laughs> wouldn't jump off the freaking gate. Yeah, that's very great. <laughs> <laughs> he forgot his jelly beans and walked right through it. It's like, we yep. it's all, no. oh, I am here for the food. 
Yeah. Yes. And then what's funny is, then they followed it up with Treasure Island, which is pretty good. Yep. And, but I don't know if they just didn't make money or something. But I was listening to the guys on the Star Wars Minute podcast, and they were talking about, um, uh, what is it? Um, because Disney owns all the Fox properties and stuff. Right. And other things. They said, you know what they need to do is just make more movies with the Muppets as the main character, as all the characters, and still do that thing where there's one human in it. Because if you think about it, right. Mickey's... Sorry. Um, did you... Um... I guess the, the Jack, not Jack, what's his name? The, uh, um, the his nephew. What's the kid? Oh, oh yeah, they, there's some of those characters, you're right. But I was thinking, what right, Treasure right. Island, it's the Jim Hawkins. He He's oh, a yeah, person, Jim. too. Jimmy. This black spot. But. <laughs> black spot. But yeah, to do those things, like, because there's been rumors around about how they would, like, they're talking about redoing uh, Princess Bride. And, oh and no! For, I hope yeah. not. If they did it as a Muppets, but though, see that's I the thing. People say, "Well, what if it were Muppets?" <laughs> and everybody's like, "Oh yeah, totally." I watched. Oh yeah, I watched absolutely. And then you have somebody yeah. be uh, what's it called? The Count, the Six Fingered Man. Yeah, yeah. As a oh, real yeah. actor, probably or something, you know. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. you could have everybody else. You could have oh, Speedos as Andre the Giant and. That would be so great. You know, and that's a, I think that's on Disney Plus too. And I don't know if that's a Fox film or what? Princess yeah. Bride? No, is it really? Let me see. If it is, I'm going to make my kid watch it. My kid. Yeah, well, Joel's going to be the one that's going to like it. That <laughs> I don't think there's enough princess and music in it for Gemma. Poor Gemma. And there's not enough minions in it for Isaac. Poor Isaac. <laughs> I know. My problem is getting Lisa to watch anything. So it was so bad. We were, we were, uh, we were going to rent Sonic the Hedgehog today because we, we finished work. Yeah, because we could. We finished work early, and we're like, yeah, we ordered in for food, and so we're like, All right, let's let's rent this Sonic the Hedgehog movie. And so as I go to um, rent the, and we had a ten dollar gift card, so even if it sucked, it didn't matter. Uh, so we rented. Uh, we went to go to the Apple Store to rent it on Apple uh, on iTunes yeah. for the, on the I- Apple TV or whatever. And one of the movies that was popular for rent was the Minions movie. Oh yeah. So Isaac Isaac gets up from the couch and he runs over to the TV and he's just tapping as hard as he oh, can. Oh, because he's used to, to touch screens. Yes, and touching the the Minions movie. And then when I click on on uh, Sonic the Hedgehog and start playing it. Oh, he loses his mind. He like throws himself on the floor. He's covering his blanket. He's like, ah, I pushed the button and it didn't work for me. And he was so mad. And then he was pouting through like half the film. He's like, there's, there's not enough minions in this movie for oh. me. <laughs> I felt so bad for him, but also at the same time, he was being a little turd. So you're like, suck <laughs> it up, buttercup. Yep. Yeah, um, so like I let him sit by himself with a blanket over his head, and then uh, halfway through the film, when he was more calm, I sat next to him. <laughs> uh, Princess Bride is distributed by 20th Century Fox, so it's a Disney film now, and and there you go. So it, now it's a Disney. Is it gonna be on there, I or is it already? Thought it on was there? on there. I thought I read something about oh, it. Oh man, I'm gonna go search it. Tomorrow. You should. But that's yeah. the thing, because it's weird with the whole Fox thing, because certain films are on Disney Plus. And then I think other things, they're going to move to Hulu because Disney now owns Hulu. 
So like Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. But um the thing too is so they're gonna probably try to do all their Yeah. Which means they could put all the the, they could put all the Hollywood picture and maybe the touchstone picture stuff on. That's what it is. Touchstone, right? That's the that's the no, no. Touchstone is Fox. No, Touchstone's isn't it? Disney. Touchstone is Disney. I thought Tri 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 Star was Disney. Tri Star is Sony Disney. now because Sony Tri Star oh, so or Sony bought out Tri Star and Columbia back in the day, and now if they make anything, it's almost always Columbia and almost never Tri Star. Right. And I don't even know if they yeah. even have Tri Star anymore. Tri Star. But those Star, are both the Sony films. Uh, but all the Touchstone stuff was made. Uh, early 80s ish when to do those more adult yeah in a sense Disney wanted to do PG movies right and you know they did like Black Hall and god what else did he do Uh, something else in the 80s like they did like Condor Man and stupid things like that but they did that stuff and because of that they made uh Touchstone so they can have right. those films. And then, I don't know, maybe the 90s or something, they had Hollywood pictures, and that was their, that was also theirs. Because then, I guess, Touchstone only went to PG or something, and then they did all the other stuff. Like, uh, what's it called? Nightmare Before Christmas is a Touchstone film. Yeah, that's what I'm looking at right now. Like, Nightmare Before Christmas, uh, Armageddon, Dead Poet Society. Um so all these put, could potentially come out on Hulu. Yeah, you know, or like, or um, if they're more kid friendly, or family friendly, they would be on Disney Plus. Because right, wouldn't wouldn't it be great to see Con Air on Hulu? Oh, I love Con Air. Or what about Bob? Like Con Air, that's one of the movies yeah. I watch all the time on TV. Heck yeah! Uh, what have come on? Face Off. Face Off is touchdown <laughs> also. Apparently, apparently it is. Oh man. Let's see. Face Off was was such a terrible movie, but hey, uh, Oh Brother Where Art Thou? That was a touchstone as well. I liked Oh Brother Where Art Thou. Yeah. See, all these things could be either on Hulu and or Disney Plus, depending on how they want to do that. Because right. if you think about it too, then you got to go through all your 20th Century Fox films, you know. And right now, of course, right. you know the big thing was Star Wars because they already had. Well, what's funny is they already had Lucasfilm before. When Fox was its own entity. So they had all the Lucas films. But then with 20th Century Fox, they they get everything else. So like, you know, they have all Alien. And, you know, that's why the Alien Queen's now a Disney princess and stuff. But because they have Fox, that's like when you were talking about Hello Dolly being a Disney film. It's like, well, no. Well, now it is, I guess. Now it is. Like, uh, <laughs> My uh, my sister did a thing Everything's where Disney now. Yeah, my sister did a thing <laughs> where she's like, uh, uh, do a thing where you use a Disney character for every letter of your name. And one of our friends used Anastasia for A. And I immediately thought Disney, Cinderella, yeah. her older her stepsister is Anastasia and Griselda. So I thought that, and then my sister goes, Anastasia is not a Disney character. And then she's like, well, I was thinking of the stepsister, not the princess from the Russian story, right. Anastasia. And then I have to pipe in, 
Well, technically, Anastasia is a Fox property. (laughs) So she's now a Disney princess. Yep. Yep, yep. You know. That was a pretty decent film, too. I have still never seen it. Yeah, really? I don't know. It came out like I don't know when it came out. What was that ninety eight? Had Richard Marks on the soundtrack. It had Aaliyah on the soundtrack. Like you're missing. Was out. that ninety eight or ninety six or? I don't remember. Right around then, I was a little old for it, and since it wasn't Disney, because if it's Disney, it doesn't matter how old I am. Right then, you're gonna watch you it. You know, right? like that's the thing. It's like I'm tw- I, I I'm twenty one. I'm I'm too old to watch this crap. Ooh, Emperor's New Groove, let's all go on Christmas. <laughs> yeah, exactly, right? Yeah, uh, so, yeah. yeah, that's the kind of thing. So, And that's why Disney owns yes. everything. So that was the thing. I'm pretty sure. Oh, yeah, which one's that one? I sound country enough. There? He's like, absolutely. <laughs> He's like, that's the way I see it. Think happy thoughts. Yeah, think happy thoughts. You know what I did watch with the kids, and I wasn't sure it was if it would go over well or ruin um, their childhood. Uh, I had I watched Hook. Oh wow! Yeah, I I wasn't sure that that was a good idea, but it ended up being a great idea. Really? Yes, Gemma loved it so much, and I thought she was going to get scared. It's kind of now she's like. Oh yeah, heck yeah! At the beginning scene, where we're like they break into the window of the sleeping children. Yeah, there's the scratches everywhere. It's like so menacing, <laughs> and know. then it's not. And then the yeah, only Filipino guy dies. I know. That was... Hmm. We'll be like, Hook's got them. Hook is gonna get them. <laughs> it's so we were watching. Uh, we were, we were watching Sonic the Hedgehog, and uh, she, uh, um, Mr. Robotnik, she was like, is that Hook? Because he has, like, these gloves on or whatever, and so she's like, it's Hook. Shmee. 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 Get me out of the Shmee. Shmee, get off your <laughs> ass you and come and stop me, Shmee. <laughs> I haven't seen... You know, I didn't... Oh, I was going to say, I haven't seen that in a while. Actually, I saw it. Such a good Actually, movie. I saw it within like the last five, ten years. My cousin put it on. And I watched it. Yeah, because like, when I saw that, because I'm like, I love Guardians of the Galaxy. Like, I love it way more. I thought it aged well, except for the cell phone. Oh, God. Oh. <laughs> Let me tell you. Okay. I watched. Okay. I've been listening to a podcast series on movies, which I listen to a lot. Not playing. And I was listening to their um, retrospective on the Nightmare on Elm Street movies. Because I uh, like horror movies and stuff. And yeah. so I listened to all the Friday 13th ones a while back. So I said, I'm going to listen to these. And what I was doing was like, I'll listen to one like a month. And I put it on rotation. And then I'm like, why do I need to do this? I'm just going to listen to them all, you know, in a row. Except for my daily stuff went ahead of it. So I listened to like... Seven of these things in the last couple of weeks. <laughs> so I'm listening to these and I got in a big Nightmare on Elm Street mood. And then when, uh, uh, what's it called? Uh, New Nightmare. Wes Craven's New Nightmare was coming New up. Nightmare. And I'm yeah. like, I only saw that once. And my cousin Jason and I either saw it on HBO or whatever. It was probably like 1995. Right. And now I realize that 1995 is 25 years ago. And 
Holy crap. Exactly. And I'm like, <laughs> I don't know, CMT, because Lisa sometimes puts that on. And then her songs come up, and I'm like, it. but I want to watch it again. And it did kind of creep me out, too. So let me see what it is. So what was it? One of the days when I was really quiet at work, I, I rented it on Amazon for two bucks or whatever. Nice. And it gives you 48 hours to finish. So I was able to finish it that day because it was really slow. And um, and I watched it. It was a lot better than I remember it. And maybe it just aged well in that we understand the uh, the meta-ness of it because the whole movie takes place like in the real world or whatever. And, right. But now how it's like... I remember liking that movie actually whenever, whenever I watched it. I was... the, the, the songs at the end... And I love that Panic of the Disco does. I really didn't like it, but now I love it. Or, well, I don't love it, but I really liked it a lot more than I thought I would. Yeah. So then I saw it, but the thing that I kept cracking up on was it's 1995, and then they're actors and movie stars and, and producers and all this stuff. And they're like, oh, some some assistant comes out of nowhere, and they're like, oh, here here's the phone call. This person's calling you. It's a big-ass phone. Or yes. all these cell phones are hella old <laughs> and stuff. Oh. Yeah. Oh. That was, um, that was, that started uh, Wes Craven's heyday, right? Because I'm looking at it right now. I couldn't remember if that came out before Scream. It was right Scream before Scream because I think Scream was yeah. 1996 or seven. 96, yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm looking at right and now. That was the yeah. more uh, meta movie, too. Yeah, I really liked the first Scream a lot. I thought it was fantastic. Yeah, the other ones weren't as good. Hi, everyone. So, all right, watching the first half, and you go, you going like, yeah, this story sucks. Yep. And then I'm like, I don't think it's that bad. <laughs> and then watching the second half, and then I'm like, yeah, this story kind of sucks. It's really bad. <laughs> you know what? It, I don't think it would be bad, and the fact that I don't, I don't get what it meant. Right. Like, here's the deal. So you got Grandpa, um, Grandpa Elsa, and <laughs> Grandpa of Arendelle. Yeah, hold on. I pulled up all their names just because I couldn't remember other things. Uh, oh, Ru- good. What's Grandpa's name? Uh, Runard. Runard. Oh, yeah. King Runard. Yeah. So, okay. So he's sitting there, and he's like, I'm going to screw with these Eskimos, you know? <laughs> and he's like, let's go on up there, because I guess these are the, uh, the, the, uh, well, you don't want to call you know the, the Eskimo tribes in Norway, I guess, or the Arctic Circle, right? But Inuits. <laughs> but North um, Uldra. so he's like, "F Daz, what?" North Oldra. Yeah. Is that what they're called? Yeah. Okay, well, the North Oldra. So he's like, "I'm gonna go screw with them." So this is just more white oppression on our darker neighbors, right? And I'm gonna build this dam as a gift. And somehow that's going to, it screws up their land, I guess. Right. Because they don't have the flowing river. But what did that do for Arendelle? Right. I don't know how that improved Arendelle. The only thing I could think of is maybe he did it to screw them. Right. Like, hey, now you don't, your your crops are bad and this and this. Yeah. And now we could take over you so easily. Or he, need, or he, and he could we, rely on them. Yeah, it was. Yeah, and then if we take over your your lands, and then once we're in charge, we'll break the dam down. Right. Because the thing too is, when they broke the dam at the end of the movie, 
it came down, and with the big gushing water, it's gonna uh, the tidal wave's gonna wreck the city. But Elsa goes and saves the day, even though hey, you know what? That water horse was pretty cool. That water so, horse was cool. Like, yeah, so she's that sold me on in. the trailer. When I saw the trailer, the whatever it came out the first time, I'm like, holy crap, I gotta see this movie. And then like I was like, uh. Yeah, so riding on the water horse, she gets there, and she goes, and then there's this big wall of ice that the water goes away, and then everything's all good. And then I'm like, yeah, right. well, what's the point of the dam? It's not like Arendelle flooded, and right. everybody was up in, you know, Helm's Deep up there <laughs> where they were safe. Right. And... And then they're like, well, now we have to rebuild because our city's cracked or because grandpa, you know, he dammed the river so we can have this awesome place. No, there's nothing different with the river there. So I was like, well, what's the point of damming the river? Right, exactly. So the only thing I could think is like what what you had said was that uh, the uh, he wanted to make sure the um, uh, the North Oldra people wouldn't have like wouldn't grow strong like they had to rely on Arendelle for whatever and just kind of be weaker than Arendelle all that stuff oh so okay that makes sense yeah put them in a sense of poverty so that uh they become dependent on one party or something one political party right right so my my problem with the film was that okay so I've seen it like 18 times because (laughs) like Gemma loves this movie and for a while, every single morning, whenever I would drop off Joel to school, that's what she wanted to watch. She wanted to watch Frozen Two, and so, um, so what I've what I've realized is what they were trying to do with the film is each character. So the idea was like the, I think the overall theme was supposed to be change, growth, or whatever. Um, uh, and so each individual character had its own little. Um, theme and arc and stuff like that which made it made it made it five different stories instead of one story you know you had um you had Olaf with his little arc about you know becoming uh growing up and learning to read and and uh becoming wiser and stuff like this and then you have uh, um what's her name um Anna and her arc was like this whole uh you know uh, becoming uh, a leader you know because you know standing up and 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 doing the next right thing which was a terrible song um <laughs> it came out of nowhere but because they said it twice earlier in the movie they can pull it off i guess it's <laughs> and yeah and then elsa's whole thing was finding herself again which was kind of her thing last time uh and then uh, um keep finding yourself yeah i guess <laughs> And then, uh, what's it called? Um, Kristoff's whole thing was just his developing his relationship and authentic love and commitment to, um, what's her name, and accepting himself for his clumsy yeah. and hot mess that he is. I guess. Yeah, it was, it, 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 it wasn't good. It wasn't good. And also, she can't be the fifth element because she's water. Yeah, I should not, yeah. <laughs> you know what would have been a great, a better ending? anything yeah well oh. that's that too but if Anna Sorry. Anna could have been the fifth element her, the bridge in the fifth element oh. could have been love yeah love could have been it because don't you remember heart um right was the like Captain Planet in, yeah <laughs> it could have been the freaking Captain Planet <laughs> who was that that poor that South American kid he was so lame heart 
I sit there with the monkey. Yeah. Yeah. So Captain Planet, you know, heart. Right. I can see that. Because what would they? What do they usually use for the fifth element? Depends. Like in the Eastern stuff, it would have been like wood or metal or stuff like that. Oh, but wood, yeah. Right, but because I was remembering there was a, a toys like that. There was a, a toy called Battle Beast. This is probably pre you, and um, and they had these little monster men, you know, animal men guy things, little toys about you know like two inches tall or something. But back in the days when they used to have, um, I don't know if you had this stuff like it was like a hologram kind of thing that was heat sensitive. So if you rubbed it or whatever. It would go from like purple to red kind of thing, depending on how many rubs you gave it, and then it would reveal something. It was a you know you know how things were back in the day. It's like one toy figured something out, and then all of them did it or something. Right. So you would do that, and you would find out that one was fire, and one was wood, and one was water. And it was kind of a rock paper scissors thing, where the wood floated on. Oh, I see. On the water, and the fire burnt the wood, and the water turned out the fire, and. You know, they didn't use earth or something because it wouldn't work in the rock, paper, scissors world. Right, right. And, the, but the fact is, you didn't know who they were until you wrote the thing, I think. And they also had uh, transformers like that, where they'd have these transformers, but you didn't, they didn't have any logos on them. But if you rubbed the little thing, you got to see if they were. Yeah, I remember um, those ones. Yeah. Okay, see, so something like that. Yeah, because yeah. transformers were a big deal for me when I was. Yeah. Oh, God. I still like transformers. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm still like. I'm kind of upset that Joel's not as into it as, as I want him to. Oh. <laughs> I'm like, I like Transformers so much, kid, and and you just don't. <laughs> and he likes cars, so you'd think he'd like Transformers, but no. I'm really. still we're, I'm still trying. Well, Robert's still little, so I'm still seeing that how it goes. But anytime like I want to show him something like old Disney stuff or something, and then he's like, Yeah, I don't like this. And then Lisa's like, Remember, he's two. And I'm right. like, Yeah, but come on. 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea is awesome. <laughs> but it's a movie made for adults. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. All right. So, soundtrack is good, more though. questions? Yeah, the soundtrack to Frozen 2 was good. Yeah, that was fantastic. All um, the music was really complicated. Like, you just listen to it, and, and uh, especially that opening song that they did where everybody's singing it, the Some Things Never mm-hmm. Change one. Man, just musically, it's put together so well. <laughs> I listen to that song all the time. And I'm like, this is such a great song. Like they, they do this thing with the with the the fiddle and the banjo, and like, this just come out of nowhere. And like, it's every part's taking a turn. It's it's pretty awesome. Yeah. And I I liked Into the Unknown. Right. But, but that's the pop I one. felt like it was I felt like it was trying too hard. Yeah. Gemma. You know, like, they wanted to be. Right. Let it go so bad. Yes. Every single song needed to be like that. Gemma likes. Um, uh, show yourself more than anything. Oh yeah, which one's that one? That's the one where she goes into the ice um, thing. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That one's not bad either. Yeah. But then I listen to the, the 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 songs at the end. Yeah. And I love that Panic of the Disco does the. Oh yeah. Down. And Weezer doing the uh, um, Lost the, in the, the Woods. Song. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because I was like, who is this? Oh, Weezer. Totally is Weezer. Yeah, it was awesome. And it still sounds like a power ballad, but still sounds Weezer-y. Right, right. It so was I was great. like, this is good. But the one that I liked a lot was the Casey Musgrave one. Right. Kelsey Musgrave? Yeah, Casey, I think. Yeah. It's, I think it's Casey. Casey. Yeah. Okay, like, this girl perplexes me because she's country, but almost none of her songs sound country enough. 
Well, that's that's the that's the country now. Yeah, yeah. The music is really the only thing I liked about it. That and Olaf. I thought Olaf was freaking hilarious. Um, yeah. But I also don't think your your comic relief should make your movie. What you, right. Here's what you got to do though. Go and get the soundtrack, or go on Spotify and look up the soundtrack, and then listen to the three songs that didn't make it on the sh- on the movie, and they're fantastic. You're so funny. You told me to use Spotify. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, that's right. You don't, you don't you, use Google, Google it, and go on to YouTube. I'm sure there's a video of it. Oh, okay, cool. But uh, but one of them's called Home, and it's done by Anna and the team, and uh, that one's fantastic. And then Olaf does this one called Unmeltable Me. Um, which is hilarious but the one that I like best is Christoph has his other one where it's like a song that he's um, trying to propose to Anna with uh-huh. and <laughs> and it's just a hot mess of a song and it is it is hilarious um, I want to sweep you off your feet without puking on your shoes maybe I'll do better in the candle to get this right mm. yeah maybe i'll listen to those see yeah because i i like the soundtrack it was pretty good oh yeah the soundtrack's the best thing about the movie yeah i was not pleased with frozen 2 it it was okay yeah. i i wouldn't sit there honestly because frozen's not like my biggest deal so when i saw frozen 2 i was like oh yeah and i was like yeah yeah and but i mean i'm not like ugh. Oh, there goes this fan on my laptop again. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, not like when I saw Guardians of the Galaxy 2. And we're disappointed. Yeah, because, yeah. like, when I saw that, because I'm like, I love Guardians of the Galaxy. Like, I love it way more than I should love it. I know. It was so and good. I'm like, this movie's so good. And, you know, even when it's not very Marvel, you know, as marvel as all the others. And I'm like, they made this so well. And all that stuff. And... Then I'm like, well, part two is going to be great. I can't wait. Then I see it and I was like, oh. Yeah. I didn't like it that much. Yeah. I still haven't seen it a second time. I did. I did watch it a second time. It wasn't any better. Um, no. But, yeah. Yeah. I'll, see, in our house, though, Frozen is a big deal. Like, we watched Frozen so much because that was Isaac's favorite movie. And so, right. so we had seen Frozen, like... I could probably quote the movie in my sleep still, and I'm a thirty-something-year-old man, and that's not appropriate. But, <laughs> but, uh, um, uh, but it was such a big deal, and then all all the little shorts that came out. Um, they there was Frozen Fever, and he liked that. There was the Christmas one, and he liked that. And then, and then we're we're all excited and jacked up about Frozen Two coming out. We saw the trailer; looked great. And we went and watched it. We actually took him to the theater to watch Frozen 2. This was the first movie that he actually watched in a theater. He's never seen a movie in the theater before. Wow. Yeah. Is this a regular screening or one of the special screenings? No, this was a regular screening. We, we took him into the regular screening for it. We went to um, – uh, I don't remember which theater it was, but it was one of the ones with the fancy chairs. So that way he could oh. kind of have some space. He got up yeah. once to pee uh, but really enjoyed himself. <laughs> The, in the movie, uh, and 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 so I think we'll we'll take him out again. But he he doesn't like Frozen two. If I, if I put it on the TV right now, he gets upset about it. <laughs> if you put Frozen one on, will he get? Oh yeah, he loves Frozen one, or even Frozen Fever, um, or uh, even the Christmas one. Any of those, he's fine with. 
Is Frozen Fever the one with all the little tiny snowmen? Yes, and it's fantastic. It was a better movie than Frozen 2. Or Frozen 2. <laughs> and it was only like eight minutes long. Or Frozen 2. Yeah. Not as good as Frozen Fever. I know. And I had such high hopes for it. I saw the trailer. I was like, this is going to be awesome. And it wasn't awesome. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So what else you want to review or talk about? Oh, the other one I was going to say is, um, real quick, I saw 101 Dalmatians the other day. Well, I finished it because I, I, I watch everything in shifts now because I don't get to sit for two hours. Right. But, like, I I just watched uh, 12 minutes of Star Trek Six today. Nice. When Lisa's mom was in the shower and, and Lisa was upstairs doing the rosary with the girls. So I watched about 12, 15 minutes of it, and then her mom came out of the shower, so I put something else on, so I didn't have to be like, I know she'd be okay with me watching whatever, so I just watched the movies thing that CNN did over the summer. I I uh, recorded all those things, and now I'm barely watching them now, and it's no May. <laughs> but, so we watched this, the end of the 60s that I started last week. When G- Lisa was doing the, and you were doing the rosary. <laughs> so, you know, so I'll probably, in a week or so, finish Star Trek 6. Right. I'm doing the same thing. I just watched uh, the first 15 minutes or so of Iron Man. Iron Man 2, actually, because uh, I, I, I just watched the Iron Man one last, uh, um, I don't remember when, but not too long ago. Um, yeah, so it'll take me a while. But then I watched, uh, guy, a couple months ago, I maybe a month ago I watched uh, 101 Dalmatians with Robert because he likes the dogs and he loves the Dalmatians like he watches the Paw Patrol show and I don't know if your kids ever got into that the characters but, we didn't have the Disney Channel back then but when Paw Patrol was kind of like big but right. so he knows oh, the characters because they were all over toys and things like that and, stuff. Okay. and his friends yeah. kind of were into it yeah they were uh, oh it's Nickelodeon yeah oh that's what so, it was, that was one of those yeah. or one of the one of the Nick kid shows um, and uh, yeah, so we, you know, we've had it around and stuff like that, but he never really got into it. I think one time when uh, Shannon Savoy came over and babysat him, she like put it on, and he's like, "Oh, it's like here, why don't you try crack?" <laughs> so yeah. his favorite is Marshall the Dalmatian. Oh, so you and thought he was he, like one hundred one Dalmatians? Exactly. He loves Spider-Man, and so. That's the thing. So I'm like, you'll love 101 Dalmatians. And he kind of liked it. But then Cruella DeVille came on yeah. and she was just spooky to him. Yeah. And I'm like, and Lisa's like, I don't know about 101 Dalmatians. And I'm like, why? He loves Dalmatians. He's going to love it. And then she's like, yeah, but won't she be scared? And I'm like, oh, she won't be scared. And, he- and then what's the first thing he says? I don't like that lady. I'm scared. <laughs> and I'm like, oh. Yeah. Your mother's going to be like, I told you, I told you. So we watched up until about the point that, because uh, she, she makes two appearances, the one, you know, in the very beginning and one right before the puppies are born or right after they're born. And uh, so before they steal the puppies, or like I had to like get him to watch the part when they're all watching TV. Like, I'm like, oh, watch the dogs, watch the TV. It's really cool. <laughs> so he did that. But then, you know, before a horse of Jasper stole him, he's like, eh, I don't like this. And I'm like, all right, let's watch something else. So I finally finished it. Where I realized that 
the movie's not that long. I was like, oh, yeah. man. Because it's like an hour and 20 minutes or something. But Right, that's why they added the all that it, um, uh, clothing line thing when they did the, the remake with the uh, the live-action remake of the movie. Oh, yeah, yeah, with uh, Glenn Close. Glenn Close, yeah. Yeah, I still haven't seen that. Yeah, it's, you're not missing anything. The cartoon one was better. <laughs> so... Yeah, so when I'm watching it, the one thing I noticed that I was a little surprised at, I had closed captioning on because, you know, I can't hear anything because I'm old. <laughs> and also there's so much noise in the house, kids. And so I was, like, surprised that they, it was so British because it's a British show anyway, right? Right. You know, it takes place in England. and But, like, Horace and Jasper are just using so much slang. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I'm like... I'm like, I am so surprised that I even I know as much as I do because it's like, I don't know. I've watched British comedies and stuff like that, but I remember watching the original coupling and stuff, and I couldn't understand what they kept saying about a torch and then figuring out that the torch flashlight, is a flashlight. Yeah. And it's like, because they were talking about, oh, you can use a torch to do this and this, and then I'm like, okay. Wouldn't that catch somebody on fire? And then you're like, oh, it's a flashlight. Oh, I get it. You know? So then I want to listen to Horse and Jasper, and I'm like, holy crap, how does anybody understand what they're saying? Like, how does American audiences get this? How does American audiences in the 60s get this who doesn't watch, you know, years and years of British television? Right. And you know? also, they're eight, whatever they're watching this. That's the, that was the last part I was going to go. So is it just you kind of got the idea of what uh, Horace or Jasper were saying? Because they're like, oh, we'll pump them off. And you're like, oh, he's swinging a stick. They're going to hit the dogs. Right. I think I think that was part of keeping him less scary, too, because Corella, I think that's why they had those two characters in there in the first place. Because the Corella de Ville was so menacing, and they were like, okay, so this is going to scare the crap. Out of all the little kids, so unless we have a a less scary bad guy that's still kind of menacing, I don't I don't know how this is gonna work. And so Horace and Jasper. And oh yeah, become, I've always liked those guys. And they become the comic relief. Yeah. And um, it was Hugh Lowry was, in the in the live action one. Yeah, he was Jasper. Yeah, right? it was. Yeah, yeah, that was pretty awesome. Yeah, my sister was talking about. Uh, on how I was telling her on how British it was, and then she's like, "Oh, but the t- the live action was so perfectly cast." I said, "I bet you that Hugh Laurie is Jasper." <laughs> yep. Especially way pre House P- Hugh Laurie. But the other one I want to talk about too is Melody Time. So Melody Time is um, one of the package films, and if you don't know, you have your your Disney Golden Age per se. Is your Snow White to Bambi. And Bambi came out in, what, 43 or 44, something like that. So if it came out in 43, you know they've been working on it before. So 42 right around, for Bambi. Oh, thank you. Okay. And then what's 43? Dumbo? No, Dumbo's 42. Not a clue. No, Dumbo's 41 because of Pearl Harbor. Get this. So Dumbo made a crap load of money. And Life Magazine was going to put on the cover. Dumbo. This cartoon made a crap load of money. Can you believe it? Right. And then Pearl Harbor Pearl happened. Harbor. Mm-hmm. And they put that on the cover instead That's of That's crazy. Yeah. 
Okay, so if Bambi's 42, then yeah. So this is, you know, just getting into World War II. During the war years, they had, um, what's it called? They didn't have the money or whatever, and they were also making all the propaganda films right. and stuff like that. And, you know, the Fuhrer's face, that, you know, short with Donald working at a Nazi camp and stuff. I don't know if you've seen that. I have not cool. seen that. <laughs> yeah, he, like, has a dream that he's, like, working, you know, for the German army, you know, as one of the Nazis and stuff. Oh, I've seen clips of that. I've never seen the whole thing. Yeah, and he wakes up and sees, uh, you know, the the statue, the shadow with the arm up, like the Heil Hitler thing. And he realizes it's the shadow of the Statue of Liberty. And he goes up and gives a like how Donald does to love his freedom and liberty that he has as an American. It's pretty good stuff. So, okay, so what they did in the war era is they made these package films that they put in the theaters. And what they are is a collection of different things. Kind of like what the Pixar shorts are doing now, where you can get a collection of Pixar shorts. That's literally what Lisa was comparing it to. That makes sense. So... It's like a backwards version of that because the first two were like uh, Saludos Amigos and Three Caballeros, which are different, um, you know, a bunch of different stories, all of vignettes, I guess, into one overall arching narrative or something, which were almost like uh, commercials to the south of the border communities and saying, hey, look how cool cartoons are. <laughs> you know, <laughs> watch... Watch, watch Snow White and Dumbo when we send it down to Buenos Aires, you know? So that's why it had that, that, that you know, the very Latin themes and stuff. And um, then after that, you had, I think, in uh, 46 was Make My Music. 48 was, uh, or 47, I think, was Fun and Fancy Free. Funny, 48 was... Melody time, and then 49, of course, is my favorite Ichabod and Mr. Toad. So if you notice, like, Ichabod and Mr. Toad is a Mr. Toad episode, which is like 35 minutes, and an Ichabod uh, Sleepy Hollow episode, which is about 35 minutes, and then they just threw them together. Yeah. You know, and to make what they consider something they could put in the theaters. You know, so they did the same thing. Fun and Fancy Free is Mickey and the Beanstalk and the Bongo the Bear. They put them together with a, a, a what's it called? Uh, Charlie McCarthy, Edgar Ber- um, Bergen, um, um, framing device, talking to live action kids, and then they put that in. You haven't seen that either. No, I've not. You got it's all on Disney Plus. You got to see it. All right, all right, I'll so check it out. Those two, those two are what they are. Is they're like double features of longer cartoons. You know, longer than what you would see in a half-hour show. Well, they're about a half-hour, but, you know, when we watch half-hour shows, they're only like 22 minutes. So, you know, what they do is they double features. But the other two, Fun and Fancy, or um, Make My Music and Melody Time, what they are is they're like the collection of Pixar shorts. Right. But they all involve music. So either they have zero dialogue at all, or... I think they are. Or and if it is any dialogue, it's like a narration and or, you know, singing it. Right. And like Lisa was saying, it's watching it. She's like, oh, that's like when you watch all the Pixar shorts. And I'm like, well, kind of, yeah. But the Pixar shorts were shorts that they put before the movies. Right. And then they throw it all on a DVD and sell it to you that way. 
But these are, hey, we got all these 12 minute, 22 minute, six minute things. Let's, let's throw it all into together. a movie. And then later we could break it up. So those were cool. Those are all cool. And you have like, you know, singers and and musicians of the 40s doing these songs and stuff. And Melody Time, I think Make My Music probably is the better one. But I started watching Melody Time because it's on Disney Plus. And <clears throat> what I hate is Make My Music is not on Disney Plus. And it's like the only one, I think, of all the, the full-length animated features from Walt Disney Animation Studios that's not on Disney Plus. That's interesting. So I'll have to talk to Manny to see if he knows what it's going to be on. He probably knows. <laughs> yeah, if they ever are. Because I knew, like, Tarzan wasn't on. And it was mostly because they were going, they were on Netflix until, right. you know, five months after Disney Plus was done. And then Tarzan showed up. Right. That was some Kinda of the like issues how... with the some of the Marvel films. The contracts with, with wherever they were. Um, <sighs> they were supposed to be exclusive either on Amazon or Netflix or whatever before... And, before, and then Disney Plus comes out, so they got to wait for those contracts to end, and then they can release on Disney Plus. Exactly. So I knew that with, like, Tarzan and stuff. So I was like, okay. But I'm like, who's showing Make My Music? But it's all these little vignettes and stuff that Melody Time was. It's just like Make My Music 2, per se. And it's cool and I really like it and it's like you know it's it's kind of a, a thing of a an older era that I think just didn't you know get passed down very well or whatnot and you know it's not as commercial because it's not one storyline right I think and I've seen some of the I'm, I'm looking at some screenshots of this and I think I have seen like I don't think I've seen melody time as is but I've definitely seen these some of these shorts before. Like the snow one here with the horses and the yes, I've seen that, but not as part of this. Um, yeah, I I remember that knowing that a lot, and I don't remember what I saw it at before I saw Melody Time, and I don't know if it was the Disney Channel showed a Christmas stuff, right. and that was one of them. You know, back in the eighties or something. Yeah, that's my that's what I was thinking too. And then I well, I recognize this tugboat thing too. Little too. Yep. Done by the Andrews sisters, who you know were the big deal in the forties. Yeah, so that one and I recognized. Uh... The the most popular ones you'll know are uh, what's it called? Are Johnny Appleseed. Was that in this? Yep, that's in that. Oh, I didn't see a picture. Oh, so you got Johnny Appleseed's thing. Uh huh. And and also Pecos Bill. Pecos Bill, there he is, right there, yeah, on, on the horse with the guns. <laughs> yeah, and what I love about those, and I knew them from. The, I think the Disney Channel did like a, a what's it called, like a an hour long or hour and a half special on Tall Tales. Oh, you know, I remember those are that. Both, and there was a D, yeah, you probably know because there was a VHS that came out mm-hmm. later with John Henry in it. Yep. And I saw that John Henry one just recently because they made that for that release in, like, the early 2000s. And Paul Bunyan, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this, yeah, so I was watching this. I'm like, this is so good. But what I do love, and I'll give a lot of props to Disney Plus for, and and I love it 
that they don't edit these things. Oh yeah. And I and I know that the VHS of Melody Time. You know what's funny too? Because I think we have the VHS of Melody Time. Like my parents bought it, but I don't remember ever watching it. But you know, I heard they were editing. You know, like they cut out his cigarette and stuff. Mm. And and I know if you get make my music on Mel and on VHS, the first segment is totally off because it's uh, racist, probably. No, no, no. It's, this one's not racist. <laughs> it's uh, gunplay. Okay. Because it's a, it's a Hatfields and McCoy spoof. What is it? The uh, this uh, outdated cultural something or whatever that they put on there. Yes, outdated cultural dis- yes. D- depictions. Or... Yeah, and I, you know yeah. what I like that they're not because they're going to edit it and they just can. Because, well, you know, art is art and right. history is history. And the other thing, too, is any of these racist things that we say, I feel like the word here, I'm going to get my soapbox <laughs> for people who are like, let's hear Neil's review on Frozen. No, but here's my point. Is I feel like the word racist intends yeah. malice, or so you have to like hate somebody or whatnot to be racist. And if everybody thought Native Americans acted this way, or that's just like the common thing, so a bunch of animators in Burbank did it because that's what everybody's been doing in movies right. for the last 30 years, and nobody's actually met a real Native American, and you call them Indians. And they they say how and stuff like that because that's what everybody said because it's 1953 so you can't sit there and say oh I effing hate Peter Pan because they're so right. mean to the Native American people and I don't even know if we're supposed to call them Native right. American anymore. that's that whole um, indigenous that's that whole um... indigenous <laughs> yeah indigenous that's, people that's that whole uh, what American is what is Indian. the um... What is the term for it? Like modernism, right? That where we read in our cultural context into past events. Oh yeah, and we judge the past events based on our cultural context. So it's and that's a a, a, a bad way to read history, because uh, whenever you because we don't even have any more existing in our cultural context the difference between or the idea of of a time when the church was not separate from the state, you know. And so whenever we start realizing that oh, the church is dishing out capital punishment and. You know, before this, before the separation of church and state, we're like, oh, this is this is crazy. This doesn't make any sense to me because we don't have a context for that. Or you think about like um, just Old Testament polygamy or something like that. We don't we don't have a context for for all that stuff that's that's going on in there. Or um, or how Israel saw themselves as good and thou shalt not kill, except for the Canaanites. Go kill all the Canaanites. You know, <laughs> you know, we don't have a context for for this very much us and them. Um, you know, tribal like, but everybody's at war, and we need to protect this tribe. We are the chosen tribe and stuff. We don't have that. We don't have that cultural context, but we read in our morality and our understanding of thou shalt not kill, and into all these. Uh, you know. This this history that we got to develop over time, and we are the beneficiaries of, and then we re- shove it back in there. And that's that. I think you're right on this Disney Plus thing. I think that what they did is is the best thing. Is that they just put the disclaimer on there saying that okay, this this has outdated cultural references, uh, and I like that because then we're we're not rewriting history. 
where right we, yeah we're, we're, we're seeing history where it was and how it took place um so we can know that the way that we are right now is not the way that it's always been and that's i think that's important for, for people to understand mm-hmm. yeah because like you take something like peter pan and they do the song what makes the red man red yeah just the fact that you call him red man yep. is considered offensive now right mm-hmm so, but the song is a good song, but if you break down the lyrics, well, of course, all the lyrics are more like tall tale kind of things. Right. Like, they didn't become, you know, red-skinned, quoted, you know, by blushing, but it's, 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 so it's cute like that. They're, they're doing like these tall tale versions of, you know, these, um, uh, lore or, or fabled myth versions of why they do their things in their culture. You know, but, you know, if you look at it now or something, you're like, oh, my goodness, this is so offensive. Right. Or something. And look at the way they're acting. They're acting like this and this. And it's like, that's not the way they really act or something. But in a sense, that's the way most, I would say, people, you know, watching television would expect them to act. Or people would have just known. And, they, you know, I remember as a, you know... There, I'm gonna call myself out. <laughs> I, I, I was a kid, you know, in 80s California, who's actually part Mexican with my family, living in a very Mexican neighborhood. But to me, I didn't realize that my friends were Mexican. I thought Mexicans were the stereotypical ones in old 40s cartoons. Right, right. So I thought they all wore sombreros and did hat dances. <laughs> I didn't realize. You know, because I, I guess I wasn't racist enough you were. <laughs> to realize that all my all my friends who had like a tan right were, were Mexican. Were Mexican. <laughs> That's fantastic. I mean, they were all you know Mexican American right. people and stuff, and they all were that. But I was always feeling like it's like oh hat dances and sombreros and stuff. Yeah. You know, so it like hit me in the head like whoa oh nope I'm just realizing this in a sense racial stereotype from 40 years ago is what I thought. The same thing too, like my dad went to business in Texas and I literally was like so what's up? Like, do you get a horse when you get there or what? <laughs> they, just, they just got I, him at the door. You, know, you get to the border, they're just handing out horses. You ride this now, sir. You ride this now. Because <laughs> I was like, so what like, it, like, do you drive a car? And my dad's like, yeah, what do you expect? Because I felt like 1986 Texas was still the Wild West because it was Texas. That's funny. Like, you know, when you get all these things from old cartoons and, you know, so like, you know, it was awakening for me to figure that shit nope. out. So, you know, I felt so bad when I was like, oh, you know, you're, t- you know, oh, that's how it is. Yeah. So, I mean, I can see on how, you know, people of you know, 1950s and 40s America would feel that way because they'd be like, oh, that's just the way they are. Yeah. Not knowing the real truth. Don't forget feedback. Oh, yes. Hit us up on Facebook and Instagram. Fold, fold, fold. I love you to fold. All right. Let's three, two, one, end this. (laughs) You're like, just shut up. (laughs) I'm going to bed. All right. All right. Three, Three. two, one. Yeah, yeah.